Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We conclude our sermon series titled Planted with Pastor Geshom sharing God's word with us today. He exhorts us to be like that fruitful tree which bears fruit no matter which season we are in. Our fruitfulness of course is not dependent on our strength but on the work of the holy spirit in our lives hi church it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing god's word to you even as we've been going through this entire series called the planted we've come to the final part of the series and uh, for all those of you who've been uh, eagerly uh, you know waiting for this last part i for one was eagerly waiting because god started doing something within my heart in the start of the series he started showing so many areas which i intentionally had um, you know overlooked over so many years of my life and as we started seeing through different parts of what being planted in jesus looks like god started changing so many aspects and the last part today we're going to see is how is it that we can bear fruit when we are planted because it's important when we are planted in god's kingdom when we are planted in god's garden when when god is the wine dresser he wants an yield to come out of the trees that are planted there we're just not planted there so that we look good no we are planted so that we can bear fruit we are planted so that we'll bring a taste of heaven here on earth because jesus is working in and through us so even before we go into the sermon i want to refer back to jeremiah to that key passage that we've been looking over the last 6 weeks can we read jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 to 9 i'm reading from the amplified version and it goes on to say blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the lord for he will be nourished like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear the heat when it comes but its leaves will be green and moist and i love this this is the part where we have to see what it takes to bear fruit and it says and it will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought nor stop bearing fruit i'm reading that last section again and it will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought nor stop bearing fruit so church today even if i have to put this question forward in this pandemic ridden world in this world which we are living in which has so much confusion where we don't know what to believe in over the last 2 years literally from 19 from november of 2019 till date are you able to bear fruit and if so what fruit were you bearing because honestly a lot of us were anxious and probably a lot of us still are anxious a lot of us are concerned and for so many of us it might have seemed this entire situation where we were just cooked up within our own homes seemed like a droughtful year and we don't know you know to bear fruits who gets to be participants of these fruits who gets to partake of these fruits but god's been doing so many things in and through the church in and through each and every one of our lives and today i strongly believe god wants us to move into this new season so that we'll be carriers of his fruit into this hurting world today god has placed us so many of us in so many different places of influence 
and if you are lacking if you have been struggling to bear fruit i strongly believe that even as you listen on into this sermon even as you open your hearts and say holy spirit work in me you are the master surgeon come in and work in and through me he will start working in and through you and when he starts working in and through you he will not leave us the same he will change so many areas of our lives and one of the key areas if you have seen that we as christians and i i'm i'm going to talk specifically to the so called of us who call ourselves christians for a long time because we struggle to bear fruit because we think we've reached a particular shape you reach a particular size we know how everything functions that we think you know we've got it all but god is reminding us that we have to bear fruit every season we don't get to go you know without bearing fruit and many of us have a lot of hardships many of us have a lot of struggles many of us are in this road which you know has been so difficult and we've been struggling to bear fruit and god kind of reminded me as i was reading he reminded saying geshum the struggle for you the struggle for you to bear fruit is because you're constantly fighting with unforgiveness you're constantly fighting with the fact that you you think just because you say lord forgive me everything is over but i have you know every fruit that has to be exhibited in god's kingdom we have to ask forgiveness for cause otherwise we will struggle to exhibit each and every fruit and many a times every day we struggle with so many aspects many of us will know this passage in mark chapter 11 and i'm going to read from mark chapter 11 verses 12 onwards and it goes on to say on the next day when they had left bethany he was hungry seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf he went to see if he could find anything on it but he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs he said to it no one will ever eat fruit from you again and his disciples were listening to what he said if you read the entire chapter jesus and his disciples after that move on to jerusalem and we see that he goes to the temple and he literally clears the temple he says you know this place is supposed to be a place of worship and what he was telling the people there was you think you're coming to worship but here you're coming to conduct business you think you're coming here to ask god for forgiveness but what you're coming here is you know an easy out of just for using an animal as a scapegoat you ask for forgiveness and you go and jesus was there to remind them hey this place is not for business you need to take repentance seriously you just can't just lay your hand on the animal or on the bird which has to be sacrificed and give it and then go about you need to truly repent and then the following day when we when he's coming back we see again in mark 11 2026 in the morning as they were passing by the disciples saw that the fig tree had withered away from the roots up and remembering peter said to him rabbi master look the fig tree which you cursed has withered jesus replied have faith in god constantly i assure you and most solemnly say to you whoever says to this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in god's unlimited power but believes that what he says is going to take place it will be done for him in accordance with god's will for this reason i am telling you whatever things you ask in prayer in accordance with god's will believe with confident trust that you have received them 
that they will be given to you. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Drop the issue, let it go, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions and your wrongdoings against him and others. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your transgressions. Even as we read this verse, there are three things which I want to highlight in this verse. The first thing is, when Jesus says, you have to pray, he says, you know, if you have faith enough, you can tell this mountain to be moved and it will move. And I love how it says that within brackets, it says, in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust. So today, in accordance with God's will, are we really praying? Are we really seeking God? Because if we are seeking God with God's will in mind, saying that, God, if this is your will, please change this aspect of me. Let not anger be the fruit that I exhibit. Let not bitterness be this fruit that I exhibit. Let not selfishness be this fruit that I exhibit. We sometimes just take the easy way out, like how the people in those days did. They find that scapegoat and we just, you know, cumulatively, you know, we are so clear in, you know, asking for forgiveness within that one word, Lord, please forgive me. And we think everything is forgiven. Yes, everything is forgiven. But if we really need certain traits in us to change, we need to be specific and ask God for that. And I love how it says here, believe with confident trust that you've received them. Because if you're really genuine, if you're really saying, God, I struggle to have your love to show to your people right now. Can you give me your love? He will give it. Because you're confidently trusting that he'll give it. He will give it to you. It goes on to say, do we have a soul trust in God so that he'll bring it to pass? Today, we struggle a lot you know, we struggle a lot being like Jesus. You know, we, we a lot of uh, my generation people used to wear the band because that was a movement at that time. WWJD, what would Jesus do? We can do a lot of things because of the emotions of it. But if we have to consistently do what Jesus is calling us to do, if we don't have a heart change, if we do not ask God, God, according to your will, change me, Lord Jesus. I don't want to be this. I, to reflect you, I need to be more like you. He's willing to do that. And a lot of it stems from this place of have we forgiven others? Because honestly, I've been struggling with that a lot. In fact, I was telling my wife, you know, even a couple of days before preaching and I was just sharing like, these are some of the struggles that I have when it comes to forgiveness. I struggle, I say I've forgiven, but I struggle to forget. And I, when I, as I was meditating, God was reminding me, can you be confident knowing that I'll take care? I'll enable you to forget it. Because at the end of it, what journey I've been through reveals more that this was God's will. This was part of God's journey. And so I've been through it and I've come out the other side and I have to see God in all his sovereignty that he is in control of everything. And so today, church, if we want to be fruitful in the kingdom of God, if we want to be fruitful in the earth, if we want to be fruitful in our families, if we want to be people who say we are planted, our fruits are what people are going to taste. Our fruits are what people get to taste and see and tell, you know what, this is a follower of Jesus. And many a times, the fruits that they get to taste of us are very different. So today, can we commit ourselves and say, Jesus, 
can you start working in and through me? Because at the end of it, I want to be flourishing in every season. Flourishing so that I'll be able to sh showcase more of you through me. Not flourishing in an earthly sense. Because so, today, we need to be careful because when we say blessings and you know, the promises of God will come true in our life. We claim it thinking our bank account balance immediately will have an additional three, four zeros. Or we'll be blessed with this amazing job offer. Or we're going to be blessed with amazing gadgets or a house or things like that. All that is secondary. And I strongly believe that does not come under God's will many a times till we actually are in a place when we can handle all of that. And a lot of our struggle is because of that. We are asking for stuff from God which God knows that we can't handle. And so before we go into that place where we are asking for more of other things, let's first ask God for, you know, the God things in our heart so that when we bear fruit, people get to taste him. And so one of the key things that we have to do in and through our lives constantly is we need to wait patiently on God. Why is waiting patiently on God so important? Because it comes with us in being in close communion with him. So today, even if we have to bear fruit, we need to wait patiently on the Lord. We don't have to wait patiently on someone else. We wait patiently on the Lord. And a lot of the times, this master surgeon is quietly working in and through us. And so I strongly believe the pandemic is probably the most right time for all of us as we are all in closed doors, you know, cooked up in our own homes. It's a time when God can actually work in and through us so much. He wants to change so many things in and through us. He wants to remove hopelessness. He wants to remove, you know, that anxiety within us. He wants to remove those spiraling thoughts that just take us down and pull us down each day. He wants us to work in and through us so that we'll start having his fruits. James chapter 5 verse 7 to 8 goes on to say, Be patient then brothers and sisters until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against anyone, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. James, as he's talking this talks about waiting patiently until the Lord's return. Today, a lot of us, we are waiting patiently probably for our next appraisal. We are probably patiently waiting for, you know, the next breakthrough. All that is good. But as we wait patiently, let's all remember till the Lord comes, we have to patiently be asking God to work in and through us. And with that patience, what happens is God moves things in our heart. Today, at 37, if God's doing something in my life, as I patiently wait, the fruits that come out of this waiting and this patience that I'm, you know, holding on to and asking God to be with me will be seen in the years to come. So can we patiently wait? And cause God wants to work in and through us. You know, if we say we are Christ followers, people, the watching world is watching us closely. Your friends are watching you closely. They're seeing how you react. They're seeing what your opinion is. They're seeing what your comment is. And so bearing fruit with Jesus working in and through us will look like, you know, we have to know what to talk, when to talk. We have to know what to say, when to say. And that all will come because our reliance is on the Holy Spirit. Our dependency is on the Holy Spirit. We won't just do it because, you know, this is what we have to do. It, it wouldn't be just mechanical things. 
we will start moving in and through the spirit we'll start declaring things we'll you know god will give us that word of prophecy god will give us that word of wisdom to speak over someone's life god will give us that deep sudden you know uh, desire to pray for someone and uphold them and see them come through victorious all that will happen as we patiently wait luke chapter 13 verse 6 to 9 jesus is actually talking about this parable where the owner goes to a gardener the gardener has actually been tending to this tree for the last 3 years and it's not you know borne any fruit and you know the owner goes there thinking that there will be some fruit and the gardener says you know to the owner give me another year i'll put some fertilizers and make sure that it will you know bear fruit and the owner goes on to say something i'll give it another year if nothing happens you know cut it and throw it to the fire and so today as we are planted in jesus as jesus is working in and through us you know god wants us to bear fruit so that we'll be of use to you know his the uh, name to his you know to his representatives as we are on this earth that we'll be of earthly use that god wants to use us and so today if you've been struggling you know you've been thinking i'll be a silent christian i'll be a silent observer god doesn't want observers in his kingdom god wants people who are willing to take that step of faith god's wanting those people who will take that step of faith god's wanting those people who will stand there and you know boldly declare this is what the god of israel this is what the god almighty wants to do in and you through today god does not want observers god wants people who are passionate enough to come in take that step and say god work in and through me so that i can take the next step and be your representative here on earth so today bearing fruit is just not for us to observe and to be in this silent mode where we are like you know we are christ followers no it's for us to be in a place where we are the watchmen where we are standing in the gap where we are you know armor bearers for his people for his children for his kingdom so that we will be able to take ground in this world we will be able to take every inch that the enemy is trying to steal and so today for us to bear fruit in bearing fruit we, the first thing which i would like for us to look into is we need to be keeping with repentance a lot of us know about john the baptist he came before jesus he came to prepare the way and you know one of the things that he did was as he was calling people to repentance a lot of them came you know to uh, you know confess their sins and say you know what we want to be baptized so that we will be ready for the savior to come and this is what it goes on to say in luke chapter 3 verse 7 to 9 let's read it says so he began saying to the crowds who were coming out to be baptized by him you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath of god that is to come therefore produce fruit that is worthy of and consistent with your repentance that is live changed lives turn from sin and seek god and his righteousness and do not even begin to say to yourselves as a defense we have abraham for our father and so our heritage assures us of salvation for i say to you that from these stones god is able to raise up children descendants for abraham for god can replace the unrepented regardless of their heritage with those who are obedient even now the axe of god's judgment is swinging towards the roots of the trees so every tree that does not produce good fruit is being cut down and thrown into fire 
even as I said that we need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance, John illustrates this beautifully here. He says, produce fruit that is born consistently out of repentance. And even as I gave the introduction to this sermon, that a lot of us today just blanket it saying, Lord, we are sorry, forgive us. God wants us to grow into mature believers. To grow to mature believers, we need to start identifying, God, these are the areas that I'm struggling with. We need to be honest. And the more we are honest and we ask God for help, we can see some fruits, you know, starting to come out and starting to bear because we are constantly asking God for repentance. So today, why is it important that we have to bear fruits in line with repentance? Because we will come to a place where we are dependent on God to showcase Jesus' fruits out into this world. We need to have more of Jesus in and through us. And oftentimes we can't just say, you know, Lord, we are sorry. It doesn't cover everything. You know, there are so many areas in our heart that the enemy time and again just uses it to derail us from being Christ-like to this world. I don't know, even as uh, John was telling here to the Pharisees, you know, don't immediately, he was telling to the people, don't immediately tell we're descendants of Abraham. We take comfort with our heritage. So today, church, what is your heritage? Is your heritage that you're regular to church? Is your heritage that, you know what, I'm uh, serving God in some capacity? What is your heritage? Is your heritage saying, you know what, I know how to pray right. I'm using the right Christian lingo. Or are you saying that, you know what, my heritage is, you know what, I, I've been, I have so many people who I'm trying to, you know, model after and I'm doing everything that they are doing. And so I think I am a Christian. Or are you just like posting the right things on social media? Today we can, you know, camouflage ourselves to the watching world saying this is us. You know, this is who we are in Christ. This is who, you know, this is the aura that we have. This is, this is what our face value is. But when we say we have to bear fruit in line with repentance, God's looking at our heart. God's really looking at, hey, are you really being the salt and light to this person today? Or are you inwardly just thinking, you know what, this person is not of my tribe. Or this, not, this person is not of my community. So you know what, I'll just like, you know, just give a listening ear and then I'll go my way. Because I'm a Christian, I should give a listening ear. Today, are we biased towards people because of their color? Today, are we biased to people because of their economic status that they hold in society? Today, are we biased to people because they can't speak in English a bit and because they falter a lot and or they, they don't have a good education? The fruits that we bear as Christ's followers go beyond all that. The fruits that we bear for Jesus goes beyond all of this. It goes beyond the fact that, you know, I will still bear fruits, Lord, wherever you ask me to, even to the people who you just bring across my path so that they'll have a taste of Jesus. Today, you know what? Everyone is doing good. When the pandemic hit, humanity was at its best. Everyone was there helping one another. The, you know, many made sure that the homeless were taken care with food. Many made sure, you know, they were giving out extra help. So there is a lot of good in us as humans. But if there has to be a lot of Jesus in us, there will be something more different because we will soon understand that we are in it for the long haul. We are in it for being consistently, you know, showing Jesus' love. Because at the end of it, we just will not just do good. 
but we'll also introduce the element of hope and that hope is jesus we will make sure that they are not you know holding on to something else which is you know which can crush or which can you know break but we'll give them this hope that is the living hope who is none other than jesus and today this repentance is not what we actually do in our community prayers or in times when we gather together this repentance is what you do privately between you and god it's those silent prayers that you pray god i'm really struggling with this anger is such a bad fruit that i keep showing now and again these foul words that come out of my mouth are not of you but i keep saying that time and again this narrow way of thinking of just thinking oh this select group of people are only my people is not my way lord help me lord jesus to see everyone in the light of who you've created them to be that is the true repentance and when we are repenting truly to jesus he's willing to help us luke 18 verse 9 to 14 is a parable where jesus goes on to say that jesus told the story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else two men went to the temple to pray one was a pharisee and other was a despised tax collector the pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer i thank you god that i am not like other people cheaters sinners adulterers i am certainly not like the tax collector i fast twice a week and i give you a tenth of my income but the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed instead he beat his chest in sorrow saying oh god be merciful to me for i am a sinner i tell you this sinner not the pharisee returned home justified before god for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted i love this depiction because a lot of times a lot of times i've fallen into the pharisee category i've i've thought of my repentance saying god i've done this i've done that i'm doing this for you lord please make sure these are these are things that will fall in line according to your will but look at the way in which the tax collector it, this has nothing to do with roles these are just two different people one is actually asking repentance from a positional pace of knowing that he is somewhere closer to god and thinks he deserves everything that god has for him because he is doing so many things for god we can do so many things for god and yet be far away from god this is that's what the story says and here this one person comes in all his brokenness and says god i am a sinner there's nothing in me that i can even boast about would you please forgive me and work in and through me let's be vulnerable before jesus let's be vulnerable before god and say god you know everything i don't have to go and tell god god you know what i'm giving so much here so much there god is the one who's blessed us and he is the one who allows us who gives us the ability to give let's not throw it back at god let's not throw it back at god and say god you know what i'm doing so and so and so and all this god gave his life for you he did the biggest most thing for us and that most important thing that he did can never you know be overshadowed by something that we are doing for him we delight we take pleasure in doing all that we can and nothing that we do here will match up to what he's already done and so today even as we repent we really need to realize that you know when we are repenting before god there is no one else between you and god 
the person who's repenting if it's me i am the biggest sinner in front of god i am the sole sinner who's there saying god i'm really sorry this is not me this is this is not who i want to be as a christ follower as a jesus follower after accepting you if i'm saying that i am a follower of jesus i don't want to be this person who's you know who's who's saying this who's thinking this who's acting like this but i want to bear fruits that will you know depict more of you so today can we be people who make those honest prayers to jesus and say god please come and help me because he's willing and he's wanting to help us john 15 verse 2 to 5 goes on to say every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that continues to bear fruit he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit even richer and finer fruit you are already clean because of the word which i have given you the teachings which i have discussed with you remain in me and i'll remain in you just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me i am the vine you are the branches the one who remains in me and i in him bears much fruit for otherwise apart from me that is cut off from vital union with me you can do nothing i strongly believe without jesus we can do nothing and so even as we heard in the series we have to be infused by jesus there's this place where we have to be intertwined with him where there's no separation where you know when god puts on our heart something we know what to do when god says say this we are able to say it when god moves our heart towards what breaks his heart we are moved also it all comes when we are actually living out this repentant life and so today for us to bear fruit we need to be repenting every day literally because there is so much in our lives that we do not get right we need to be chasing after what jesus wants us to be depicting in this world to be showcasing in this world to be giving in this world so that others will be able to be recipients of jesus in their own lives genuine repentance allows me to lean more into god for strength and guidance i love this quote what craig roshel says sometimes the fruit of your steps of faith is measured not so much by what god does through you as by what god does in you we are so concerned of what god always does through us but the fruit of our steps is measured with what god does in us and so today if god is doing something in you patiently wait so that he'll be able to bear fruit in due season in and through your life and so let us bear fruit in keeping with repentance repentance is not a one time thing it's not a weekly thing it's not a every sunday thing it's a everyday thing because we want to bear the right fruit in this world so that everyone will get a taste of jesus and not us the second part of bearing fruit which i want us to you know really open our hearts and allow the holy spirit to work is we need to bear fruit wherever we are planted by god you know this entire series we started talking about uh, the living water who is the holy spirit who nourishes us who without him we cannot do anything you know and then we also saw that we uh, talked about god, god being the gardener and so this is not uh, a garden that is located in a particular place where we all have to go and you know be planted there god's planted us in different places 
God's planted us into different families. God's planted us into different countries, into different cities. Will we be able to bear fruit in the places that God's planted us? You know, today a lot of us are, you know, we've things have moved around. Things have moved around in our storyline. You know, we didn't uh, things in terms of all our expectations, our jobs, our what we want to do, and everything has just moved around. But will we still be planted and will we still bear fruit wherever God has? Because God is in control. Last week we heard God is in control. When His light shines, it still sh- there's no darkness. He is sovereign. And so today, when wherever God's planted you, will you bear fruit? I love what God's been doing in and through our lives. I still remember eight years back when we had to, you know, travel to three different cities in three consecutive years. You know, it was literally like, you know, you're planted in another place and you're uprooted again and then you're planted into another city and you're uprooted. But one of the things that we decided intentionally was, let's give it all that we have to wherever God's placed us. And we've had tough times. We've had struggles. We've had times when, you know, we just were suffering quietly. We had times where, you know, we couldn't tell anything to anyone. We just had to quietly go through this. But at the end of it, when we look back, it was all fruitful. Wherever God placed us, it was fruitful. There's nothing wasted when you are a child of God. There's nothing wasted when you are in God's loving arms. No year is wasted, no day is wasted, as long as you are doing all that he's called you to do. And so today, can we flourish? Can we have a harvest? Can we, you know, have the a multitude of uh, harvests coming through wherever we are planted? It's important today, even through this entire confusion the world is going through, are we bearing fruit? Because we are all planted in different places. We are all planted into different families, into different situations. Are we willing to bear fruit so that God will be glorified? Because at the end of it, it's going to be a testimony of God's doing. So today, even if you are a college student, if you are a student, if you are a young working adult, if you are a spinster, if you are uh, someone who's just got married, for some of you who've been already married and you've been in this marriage journey for the last five, six years, for some of you are parents, for some of you who, you know, uh, because of life circumstances, you're separated, for some of you who have lost someone you've loved and so you're a widow or a widower, for some of you who are in this journey of being grandparents, whatever life stage that we are in, Are we willing to still bear fruit and, you know, be planted and flourish wherever God's planted us? Whatever stage of life that we are in. Because there is someone that God wants us to still share. There is someone who's still hurting, but God will still use our testimony and our own life of how he's been faithful and how he's been on this journey. As much as we saw that we have to flourish wherever we are planted. We also have to remember that what fruit are we really, you know, showcasing out there? What fruit are we actually allowing people to taste? Is it a good fruit or is it a bad fruit? You know, we can be this big tree. We can be this big apple tree, you know, and uh, I read this article where this author wrote, you know, she went on this uh, trekking path and she saw this big apple tree and it had a lot of green apples. And it was a season for apple, in fact. And she went and plucked one. 
and wiped it and she you know took a bite and it was really sour it was really sour even as i was reading that i was reminded of a situation in my life when i was so bitter about my own life and things that happened in my life and eventually what happened was every fruit that the person who was tasting off me was not of god's love was in fact uh, geshom's bitterness is what they were tasting and suddenly i saw people were you know avoiding me people were like you know what uh, if we talk to him he's just going to go down this path and just talk about all the wrong things and all that that has happened to him till i had to come to a place and say god please deal with my bitterness i don't want my bitterness to spill over so that you know i create a outer ring where i don't allow people to come in i want people to taste that i've been i've moved on i've forgiven i want them to taste more of you i want them to taste you know that you've done something in me remove this bitterness and so today in our season of actually having a harvest are we actually bringing out good fruits which are tasty where people will be able to taste jesus or are we bringing our own fruits out of our own strength out of our own capacity and saying these are our fruits because those fruits won't last those fruits won't even make it to the grade where it can be used even when i when uh, i i love going to the fruit store uh, i have a particular guy who i go and buy fruits from and it's interesting this guy uh, i know he has a weird love for me that he just doesn't if i ask him 1 kilo apple he'll give me 2 kilo apple if i ask him for one watermelon he'll give me two watermelons and i end up literally coming home with a box full of fruits because he just wants to make sure that i have more he says you know you just eat fruits and you live long that's what he says to me most of the time and i have to tell him half the time don't give me so much cuz it'll just go waste even as you walk around the shop you'll soon realize that there are only select um you know select apples select bananas select selections of fruits that are there not everything because a lot of them didn't make it into those boxes to be sold cuz they either didn't you know reach the right color or they didn't taste right so today we can be this tree that is you know standing strong flourishing with our leaves all out there but are we bearing the right fruits today where we are planted and that comes only when we are closely walking with god so whatever season you are in god will start showcasing and start introducing you to showcase different fruits so that people will start having a taste of that and so today in this hurting world what is it that people get to taste through you do they get to taste hope do they get to taste you know god's amazing love do they get to taste a secure person that they are able to share with you and you in turn are able to you know pray with them and lead them on are you able to are you standing there as a testimony for jesus i love what it says in hebrews chapter 12 verse 11 it says for the time being no discipline brings joy but seems sad and painful yet to those who have been trained by it afterward it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness right standing with god in a lifestyle and attitude that seeks conformity to god's will and purpose so even as we are bearing fruit in line keeping in line with repentance we'll soon realize that god constantly is pruning us god's pruning us so that we we'll yield better god's pruning us so that you know our uh, every fruit that we give is getting shaped better when kindness uh, the kindness that i exhibited 3 years back 
will be different to the kindness that I exhibit now because God's been pruning me. God's been teaching me. The generosity in which I was showcasing five years back to the generosity that I'm showcasing now will be different because God's been pruning me. And I've seen it that I've seen God's plan and purpose work in and through my life. I love what it says here that we'll have a lifestyle and an attitude that seeks conformity to God's will and purpose. And so at the end of it, you know, you wouldn't be really worried whether they like you or not because you're like, you know what, this is what God's told me to do and I'm doing it. And you'll soon realize that more than that, they are touched by your presence. They are touched because there's something different about you. Psalm 104 was 14 to 18. I love this entire psalm, but I've just taken this passage because I strongly believe that this is what we are called to do. It goes on to say, you cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord are watered abundantly, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. In them, the birds build their nests. The stalk has her home in the fir trees. The high mountains are for the wild goats. The rocks are a refuge for the rock badgers. The entire chapter talks about God being God Almighty. So today, even if you're saying, God, I've, you, I, I've, I've been complaining that you've brought me to this city. I've been complaining a lot. You've brought me into this marriage. I've been complaining a lot that I've been stuck with this course in this college. I've been complaining a lot. I'm in a dead-end job. Allow God Almighty to work in and through you. He will tend to the garden. He will start doing things. He'll start shaping you. And soon you'll be seeing things with his vision. You'll be hearing things with his ears. You'll be doing things with his hands. And that's what bearing fruit looks like. So today at the end of it, people who come and taste of you will be numerous. At the same time, they'll be blessed in unique ways, not even in the same way. I love this quote, what C.S. Lewis says. It says, the best fruits are plucked for each by some hand that is not his own. The best fruits are plucked for each by some hand that is not his own. And a lot of the times, in fact, your entire lifetime, you'll soon realize you will never get to taste your own fruit. All that you're going to do is you're going to depend on God and you're going to do all that God asks you to do. And so today, if God's planted you in a place let that be a genuine prayer. Lord, I want to flourish in this area. I want to flourish in this city that you've put me in. I want to flourish in this place. Because at the end of it, when you see the bigger picture, as we all, as individuals, as we all flourish in wherever God's placed us, when we gather together, we are a bigger representation of who God wants us to be. So today, if I am depicting this fruit of kindness, and my wife is depicting this fruit of patience. And another member of the church is depicting this fruit of self-control. And each of us are depicting different things. And we all come together as one church. What happens? We all get to taste of it together. And this eventually is a taste of what Jesus is like. And just imagine when we all can get to taste that within the kingdom. After God's worked in and through us individually, we in turn take this out to the hurting world, we will see so many people's lives changed. We'll see God do amazing things. We'll see healings happen. We'll see restoration happen. We'll see 
dead situations turn around and have life. And church, I believe that God wants us to be bearing fruit wherever we were planted. We will not just bear one fold or two fold, but a hundred fold. We will flourish because it will be a depiction that this is who Jesus is. Galatians 5 verse 22 to 26 goes on to say, a lot of us know this, but I'm going to read this. It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. Keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus Christ have already experienced crucifixion for everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with Messiah. If the Spirit is the source of our life, we must allow the Spirit to direct every aspect of our lives. So may we never be arrogant or look down on another for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. And even as I said, as we all come together, we cannot diminish one another's value. We are all originals. And so as God is doing this in and through our lives, we will mature. We will mature to a place where we'll be able to showcase our fruits to everyone around, to a community and in turn to a world. And it all starts with first allowing God to work in and through us. And here, specifically the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit quietly works. He works intricately. He's like the surgeon who knows how to do the right thing at the right place at the right time. Will you open your heart today? Will you open your heart? I love what it says in Psalms 1-3. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. So church, today I want to declare to you, may you be deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss. May you be planted by God's design, not your design. May you bear fruit in every season of life. May you never be dry. May you never be fainting. May you be blessed and may you be prosperous. Because God wants us to prosper. God wants us so that this world will see who Jesus is. This world needs hope. This world needs life. This world needs Jesus. So today, even with bearing fruit, can we keep with repentance? And can we flourish wherever God's planting us? So that he'll be glorified and he'll be honored. Church, even as we've come to the last part of the seas, even as we're concluding, my prayer is that we will be planted in God's kingdom. We'll be planted so that God, who's the master wine dresser, will be able to prune us, will be able to shape us, so that we'll be able to bear fruit and so that we'll be this salt and light in this world, so that we'll be able to, you know, be flourishing wherever we are placed, wherever we are, so that we'll be able to bring glory and honor to him. So can we just close this service and commit this week into God's hands? Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, we thank you for all that you've been doing in and through our lives, Lord Jesus. And I pray specifically, even as we heard from your word, may we, Lord, 
Take every step, Lord Jesus, in accordance to your will, Lord Jesus. We ask, Lord, may our repentance be one where we, Lord, ask you to really change each and every characteristic within our own hearts so that at the end of it, we'll be able to have a harvest, Lord, which will be multitude so that we'll be able to showcase that to this world, Lord. Use us, shape us, mold us, Lord Jesus. Help us to be consistent in our walk with you. Help us to be ever listening to you, Lord Jesus. I pray our ears will be tuned to your voice, Lord. Our hearts will be receptive to you, Lord. I pray when we read your word, may our eyes always be open to what you are wanting us to see, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Go before us. Be with us, Lord Jesus. I pray specifically you would be with each and every one right now, Lord, that we all will flourish wherever we are planted. Whatever season we are in, Lord, we will still bear fruits so that we will be able to reach many others and tell them about Jesus and walk along with them, Lord. We thank you. Go before us and be with us. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless this coming week ahead. We strengthen each and every one, Lord Jesus, that your strength will be upon each and every one. Bless the work of their hands. We pray for the food and water of their home to be blessed. Strengthen each and every home. Keep them all safe, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Be with us and bless us. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. May the love of the Father, the grace of his only Son, Jesus Christ, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So church, even as you step into this week, step boldly, knowing that you're planted in God's kingdom, that he wants to shine his light in and through you, and that at the end of it, you'll be able to bear a harvest that will be a blessing to everyone that comes in touch with you, so that they'll be able to see more of Jesus, so that they'll be able to taste Jesus' fruit in and through your life. God bless you all and have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, Whoever finds Jesus, finds life.